This week on the Steam Machine Podcast, rats. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton, and joining me this week is my good buddy. Yo, it's Nate, the Turtle Bear Man himself. How are y'all doing today? I guess you can't answer me, so I'm just going to assume you're doing good. <laughs> and today is our buddy and your brother, Willie's birthday. So happy birthday to Willie. Yeah, happy birthday, Willie. Gave him the night off, told him to go get some strippers and blow and have a good time. <laughs> You know, that's what the, the Patreon money went for this week. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> imagine, though. Imagine, though. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, man. This week was interesting. Um, we'll get to the game of the week in a little bit. Um, before we get there, though, uh, I have to give a huge shout out to Santos. Uh, because I told I mentioned last week that he was sending me a bunch of games, and uh, he did send me a bunch of games, and there was a fucking lot. And uh, real quickly, I'm gonna go through what he what he sent me. He gave me uh, F- Flight Squadron, which is five flight simulators, uh, Air Attack, which are uh, some some more flight simulators. Um, he gave me a sealed copy of a big box Bedlam, a sealed copy of Shroud of the Avatar, Age of Empires three, uh, Beowulf, uh, let's see, Company of Heroes, uh, Demigod. Uh, Age of Imp- uh I think Total War Empires 2. Uh, why am I so blind? Shrek 3, Star Wars Empire at War, and two of the World of Warcraft DLC, um, Burning Crusade and Mists of Pandaria. And if I forgot one, buddy, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, Ghost Recon. Tom, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon. So I, I opened up the box, and I'm like, holy fucking shit, bro. Yeah. A lot more came because Dalton did this on camera with me and Willie, and a lot more came out of that box than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Holy fuck!" Thank you. So, thank you, thank you very much, man. But you know, the best game you got out of all of them was Shrek Three for sure. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like. I need to hook my disc drive up. But I was like, Shrek Three. That's a licensed product. They probably lost that license by now. I bet it's on abandonware.com, and it is. So, <laughs> if anybody wants to go play Shrek the Third, it's on myabandonware.com. <laughs> because <laughs> you literally can't buy that game anymore did you try it not yet not yet but i did download it and i made sure that i could get it to run um which took a little finagling because it's an older game but it wasn't too bad so not, not like week, some of them i found it's next week on the steam machine podcast shrek the third yeah <laughs> do not fucking tempt me sir <laughs> <laughs> um other than that uh before uh i hop into what you've been doing this week i want to give a quick very quick update on the um uh, wow, my mind just blanked. The league. Th- thank you, Jesus Christ. The <laughs> fantasy league. My goodness. Um, I got a couple bids in this week for Steam Machines, Bang and Gaming. So we uh, we gained Star Wars: The Old Republic, the Legacy of the Sith expansion. 
um, King of Fighters 15, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, and Moss Book 2. And Moss is a really cool VR game. I only assume that Book 2 is probably going to be really good. Um, I think I acquired the most this week. Uh, just quickly looking through, uh, Cody acquired Saints Row. Uh, Mike acquired Destiny 2 The Witch Queen of Somerville. And it looks like Philly G, who just joined our Discord. So welcome, Philly G, to the Discord. Uh, got uh, looks like Gotham Knights. Or he might already had Gotham Knights. I don't remember. But anyway, Neon White and Weird West. No, yeah, and Gotham Knights, because that's more than six. So yeah, uh, those were the pickups this week. And we've had we've actually had a few listeners. I've had three or four people say that they are interested. Um, so we'll figure that out, whether we end up doing that this year or maybe wait till next year. But we can really do it any time of the year. So I'll hash it out with the listeners, and we'll we'll get back to you on that. Um, and that's about it for that. So any of the games from that draft come out yet, or are we still waiting for some results? So nothing has released yet. Um, the first game on anyone's list to release, I believe, is... Probably Pokemon oh, wait. Legends Arceus, right? Arceus? Oop, hold on one second. It looks like somebody's already had a game come out. Uh, Sculptula Fuckers Chad. I don't know what game he had that already came out. Oh, Windjammers 2. Oh, yeah, I did see that came out. How did how was the pointage on that going for him? It got a 78, so he has eight points. Now, that can fluctuate throughout the year right, as more reviews obviously. get added. But, he, dude, that's pretty that's a pretty solid start. You know what I mean? That's, eight yeah. points. Um, the next game to come out is Pokemon Legends Arsis, which uh, I can only imagine is going to do good from what I've seen. Um, and then Wanderer comes out on the same day. My first game that comes out is on February 8th, and that is Ali Ali World. Okay. Um, but then I got some bangers uh, on February 15th, and then two on the 17th. I didn't even mean for that, but two on the 17th. Uh, on the 15th, I've got, that's when the Old Republic DLC comes out. Um, and then on the two on the 17th is Total War Warhammer 3 and King of Fighters 15. So I'm hoping that day will just stack me some fucking points. <laughs> I hope so. I can't see King of Fighters going wrong. We'll just have to see, though. Yeah, I, I don't see it going below 70. You know what I mean? Even if it gets me five points, that's cool, but I do not see it getting lower than the yeah. 70 unless they just shit the bed. And Total War Warhammer 3, I hope that gets me at least an 80. At least, but we'll see. What uh, what have you been up to this week, my good sir? Yes, this week's kind of been about extracurricular games. So I've been getting back into a couple games that I've played in the past that, you know, took some time off of. I started playing uh, Doom 2016 again, decided to take it down to easy mode this time because, like, it's a little too tense for me on the harder difficulties because I'm a big baby, I guess. (laughs) But I've been having a lot of fun with it on easy mode. I've gotten back up to where my other save file was that I had on. I don't remember the names of the difficulties. I'm sorry, but the medium difficulty before Nightmare or whatever. So that's been feeling good and fun, just getting all that exploration in there. And then I finally fallen victim to Dalton. And (laughs) last night I started playing Skyrim again, trying to come at it with a completely different approach this time. Because usually I try to go in with a big Conan the Barbarian type of character and I just end up getting (laughs) so to the point in the game where I can't really figure out what to do because my dude ends up getting wrecked by anybody with magic. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm taking I, a different approach, trying to be a little sneakier and a little bit more magical. Yeah, and I tried to, like, you kind of gave me a vibe of what you wanted to go for. So I tried to point you in the right direction of, like, 
what spells and what class might help yeah. as far as like you know, destruction spells or your damage. But for like, you want restoration because I know you said you had problems with magic dealers. So if you get a ward and you hold your ward up, it blocks incoming spell damage and like helps take some of the heat off your health as you're approaching them. You can hold that and walk towards them and then hit them with a fireball or your dagger, whatever you want to do. Sweet. So looking forward to playing some more of that. I did the typical first day of Skyrim stuff again, made my character, you know, that took me like two hours. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm a wood elf this time. And, you know, did the basic beginning, made my way to um, Bleak Fall Barrow, did that. Because you you gotta do that first when you start up Skyrim, right? Like, you don't have a choice. <laughs> I mean, you I've do. Been, I've been curious to look up if there are speedruns for Bleak, Bleak Falls Barrow, because I'd like to fucking... I've done that so many times that I can get through that motherfucker real quick. Oh, dude, I'll tell you what, it was so much faster this time, because it was like my third or fourth time doing it. And, like, my character with his um, destruction magic was just able to melt through everybody. Like, I don't know why I never wanted to play magic before, but... Nah, man. And wait till, like, I know you... I think the the Xbox or the Game Pass version that you got is moddable, correct? It is, yes. Yeah. So wait till I get you some stuff that make the magic spells look real pretty sitting there in your hand. Oh, boy. You just... You have just felt the tip, sir. (laughs) Just to see how it feels just to see um yeah it's funny that you mentioned the conan the barbarian thing because my current dude is heavy armor two-handed how's that working for you because like every time i try that like i end up getting mad at the game and stopping (laughs) well so i kind of approach it like so from a distance i'll go with my bow and i'll kind of sneak up and do the the sneak bow for the sneak attack damage and shoot him and everything when they start running at me i'll pull out my sword um if I start having an issue, I will switch to a one-handed sword and a spell in my other hand. And then I'll kind of start fending them off and hitting them with spells. And then if it like gets real hard, I'll put a shield on and use that. Um, but I haven't really run into anything yet that's done that. Other other than um, I was running through a giant camp and he didn't like that. <laughs> so I had to fight a giant. But so like the mod pack that I'm using has the, like different mod followers. So I've got like four people with me. Oh, nice. So I have like a whole little party I'm rolling around with, so it's, it's really nice. Sometimes I run up on enemies, and I just fucking stand there and let them do it. <laughs> <laughs> I sing to them like a bard. <laughs> oh, yeah, gotta have a bard. Always gotta have a bard. I saw, there's a meme that I've always loved that's like, uh, life is easy, nothing's hard when you multi-class druid and bard, and it's just a bear playing a guitar. <laughs> And I'm like, fuck yeah, you know you how much money you'd make in D&D if you could set up a circus act where you're a bear playing guitar? I'd be that character, come on. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to hear you getting into Skyrim because I've put almost 800 hours into it and there are still things that I haven't seen. Granted, I play a modded game, so there's like a lot of mod stuff I haven't seen too. But there's a lot of base game stuff that to this day I still wander up in places and I'm like, oh fuck, I've never been here. How that's have the, I never that's the been cool here? cool thing about those open world games. There's places you can wander up and see that you've never seen before. And I think that's why I'm excited to go into Skyrim because like, I know there's so much stuff that you have to do story-wise that I haven't even seen yet. So, Yeah, for sure. Fuck the Stormcloaks. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. And the Imperials. They're both pretty bad. Yeah, I like the Imperial race, but the Imperials in Skyrim are shitheads. They're a little better in Oblivion, but like that was 100 or 200 years before Skyrim or something like that. So... Yeah, or it might have even been longer than that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. 
Um, Getting into that deep Elder Scrolls lore. Yeah, actually, I do have a little piece of lore for you, my good sir, since you're playing as a wood elf. Wood elves are also known as Bosmer. And I told you, Ari, one of my mod followers, one of the things she says is a food fight is every fight when you're a Bosmer. And that's because Bosmer eat their uh, the people they kill in battle. Why they eat I a done piece that of yet? <laughs> so I don't I don't know if that's a thing. Um, I know if you can you can go and get Namira's ring and it gives you the ability to eat bodies and heal yourself. Holy so crap. that you could totally do. That. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of shit, man. There's a lot of shit. Uh, Namira is another Daedra, one of the Daedric princes. Yeah, see, I just never want to play as a human in these games. It just seems I have to be a human in real life. I don't want to do it in my fantasy. Do you know why I always play the human races? And this is the stupidest thing ever. Why? Because you can get married and have and like adopt kids in the game, and I always thought it would be weird if you're just like an orc and you marry a Nord woman and just have like a an imperial kid running around. It was just <laughs> always weird to me, and like I, I shouldn't be that way because like what the fuck do I care? Or, orcs can love whoever they want. <laughs> but I honestly though, orc is one of my favorite, um, just for the sheer beasty beast, not bestiality, um, beastness. Whoa. Yeah, God, we always go some direction. <laughs> Here you go again, Dalton. Yeah, like the, the beastliness. First, the first couple times I tried playing Skyrim, my first one was a super giant buff Argonian, and then I went with a super giant buff orc. <laughs> so this time I am a medium build wood elf. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, <clears throat> the Thalmor absolutely suck, which are the high elves, um, but they don't suck gameplay wise so like whenever you make your mod character if if you end up making a new character and you really enjoy using magic might i suggest trying a high elf because they are the best magic users in the game okay just a just a suggestion oh, man. Argonians because i like them so much dude argonians are so cool and they do not get the credit they deserve i love like, the argonians it's like okay so you can get spells that allow you to breathe underwater for 300 seconds i can as an argonian go swim around the entire ocean underwater if i wanted because they can breathe underwater so it's like get out of here actually next time i play i might if like if i'd start a new character when we do mod packs on it i might end up just going with the khajiit you know they're the best sneaky they're the best sneakers um you know they, they keep your feet soft and then i fur all that fur they're nice and soft and sneakers no <laughs> no uh they're they're really good and they they're pretty good at hand-to-hand combat which one of the mods that I want to get to you is a perk overhaul that gives you more perks to choose from, kind of like you can make more builds almost. And they have a section for like un, uh, unarmed combat. So like if you were ever in a situation where a, a, a Draugr hits you with a disarm spell, like you can use your fists and Khajiits do extra damage because they have claws and shit. So yeah. That's cool. I know too much about these fucking games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else you've been doing this week before we hop into our... No, I think we're Game good to roll into the O-dubs, huh? All right. <clears throat> Let's dive into the O-dubs. And I have two sections of this this Ooh. week um, because I want the developer sounded familiar to me. So I clicked on them to see what else they had done. So this week we played, well, well, we'll get to that. A Plague Tale Innocence. <clears throat> and A Plague Tale Innocence is an action-adventure stealth game developed by Asobo Studios and published by Focus Home Interactive. It was released for... It was released for Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One in May of 2019. Um, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S versions of the game were released in July of 2021, alongside with a cloud-based edition for the Nintendo Switch. 
which makes sense because I don't think the Switch could run this game on its hardware. But if it's cloud gaming, that would probably work better. Um, the game is set in 14th century... Oh, man. This is going to be a hard one to me for me to try to pronounce, and I apologize to any f- possible French listeners. Um, <laughs> 14th century Aquitani, Aquitane, uh, France. During the Hundred Years' War, the game focuses on the plight of Amicia Derun and her ill brother Hugo as they flee from soldiers from the French Inquisition from the hordes of rats and that are uh, spreading the Black Plague. No one, not even I, expected it to be the Inquisition. No one ever expects the Inquisition. Especially not the French Inquisition. Yeah, right? French Inquisition? What is this? <laughs> what? <laughs> so anyway, um, the game was received generally positive by critics, and there's a sequel set to be released this year called A Plague Tale Requiem. Now, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. I did not get on with this gameplay. I know you didn't either. No, me neither. I think I spent about um, 45 minutes probably playing through the game. It's just like the gameplay was just not for me. So I ended up watching a lot more of it on YouTube, just like a long play of it. And I, did, I didn't get to watch the whole game. So then I did a little bit of reading on the rest of the plot. Yeah. <clears throat> and that was the decision that I had made. And I <clears throat> sent it to our chat like, hey, uh, here's the video I'm watching if you guys are interested in this. Because I much, much more thoroughly enjoyed watching somebody play this game. The story is really fucking cool, in my opinion. It's also, like, haunting. Yeah. Anyway. This this game, the way it kind of was, is, like, the gameplay of it was more of a stealth-type game where you were trying to sneak around, get around the guards, like the Inquisition and stuff like that, and like, throwing rocks to make them look one way so you could run past them and all that, and it just got really cumbersome after a little bit so that's kind of why I kind of dipped on it as well because it's just like just wasn't feeling the gameplay like the story was all right like (laughs) I said about it to the chat that you know like it was kind of a bold intro to make the um a a bold decision to make the introduction to the game both depressing and boring to play (laughs) yeah it was a very slow start until your dog dies and then I was like oh Jesus Christ all right I thought it was slow until after well, we'll get, we'll get into plot in a little bit, but I thought it was slow until about 45 minutes in the game, and at that point, I was like, Rah. Like, so, eventually, the, the rat like rats come into play, um, and when they say hordes of rats, um, there are times that this game puts up to 5,000 rats on the screen at once. So, like, there's a lot of fucking rats. <laughs> and uh, they're basically... They can kill you, but they're more of a puzzle element throughout the game, I noticed, than anything else. Because when you get to situations, you're trying to figure out how to use the light to get through the rats. So instead of being like an enemy, they're more of like an obstacle in your way. Yeah, for sure. It's like you had to like figure out how to get like the light to shine on certain areas. Because basically it was like you just couldn't stand in the dark. You had to use light to get through things. So like there were parts of the game where you there was a torch hanging here, but for some reason you couldn't take the torch with you, but there was a bundle of sticks over here, so you'd try to get a stick, light it, and run it to the next torch so you could light the torch so you could have a way back and forth between the areas, but the stick would burn out a lot faster than a torch would in your hand. So it's kind of puzzles like that, where you had to be speed-based for those kind of things to make it to where you could get past the rats. 
whereas when you were around like the Inquisition and stuff, it was more stealth based. So there was a combination yeah. between the two types of puzzles, but that was really from what I saw because I didn't get to watch the whole thing. The entirety of the gameplay was two types of puzzles: the stealth and then the puzzles of trying to figure out how to get the light to where you need it so the rats wouldn't eat you and Hugo. Yeah, and you get different uh, like alchemical mixtures that you can throw with your sling because that's your main weapon in this game is a sling. And there's actually a moment that's really like a <clears throat> like a quick powerful moment where like the music's playing and you're going and this guy's about to get your little brother. So you get your sling and you get a rock in there and you sling it at the dude's head and it hits him in the head and kills him and the music stops. And Amicia just standing there looking at the body like, oh my God, I killed him. And it was like, that was where, like, this game's called A Plague Tale Innocence. And throughout this game, you watch two kids, or a few kids, actually, lose their fucking innocence going through all of this. And, like, that's where the horror in it came to me, was, like, put yourself in the feet when you were 15, and you watch your entire house and family get slaughtered. And then now you're having to make your way through these fucking plague-infested rats while the Inquisition's trying to kill you and you get your brother. It's fucking terrifying, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely not how I want to spend my time. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but the different alchemical mixtures you get, like one lights fire. So like if there's a, uh, not a like a brazier, I think they're called, or um, like a big goblet of fire to use a, a Harry Potter reference. Like you put um, your name in the goblet of fire, Harry. You have to like throw them to light the big. They're like big ass torches, but they're like big things of coal anyway it doesn't matter um you throw it in there light those so the rats will go away so then you can continue on um you also get this one alchemical mixture and i do not remember the fucking name of it but you throw it at the soldiers and it covers them in something and the rats will swarm them and fucking eat them or no i'm sorry it's a water one you put their torch out you throw it and it puts their torch out and the rats swarm the guy and eat him and then you can take and light your whatever and then go buy them or while they're distracted, I think you can actually run by. Um, and then there's one other one. The guys that are wearing helmets, obviously you can't hit them in the head with the rocks. You have this alchemical mixture that throws, and it hits them in the helmet, and it starts burning and melting the helmet, so they yank it off, and then you can hit them in the head with a rock and kill them. Those were like the, the kind of uh, attacks that you had throughout the game, but that was about it. Um, a few of the scenes that I had uh, notes on, because... Uh, at the time I was writing the first part of the notes, I was two hours into the game, and I made notes that so far I had watched a dog die, I watched a family, a household, and all of its ser servants be slaughtered, I watched a man of the cloth, like a monk, be eaten alive by rats, ah, uh, <laughs> and, and an, <laughs> an entire farm field full of slaughtered cows, pigs, and other animals that you're having to make your way through because the Inquisition killed all these fucking animals at this farm. And then, as I was writing it, I was making my way through a battlefield covered in fucking corpses and like you and your little brother Hugo like Amicia's like you guys are having to step on these bodies as you're walking through this battlefield and stuff it's oh it's just ugh. um what after you started watching it what was the impression that you started to get once you didn't have to focus on gameplay yeah once like, I didn't have to focus on the gameplay I did watch the gameplay and it never really seemed to get to a point where I would have enjoyed playing it However, watching somebody that kind of knew what they were already doing, because like, this had to be person's like fourth or fifth playthrough of the game, I feel like. <laughs> that or they're good at editing. Yeah, that, that maybe that. <laughs> they were just able to go directly to where they needed to go. It didn't seem as bad, but like trying to figure out all the different things would not have been for me at all. 
But it was pretty neat, and like I felt like the game really shined in its story moments because I felt like the story, like we haven't touched on it a whole lot yet, other than it's gloomy and doomy. But I feel like they did a pretty good job of putting a story together in it. Just I feel like the gameplay ended up being tacked on. Yeah, yeah, and we can do a quick story overview if you'd like. Like, yeah, you're Amicia. You're out hunting with your dad. Your dog ends up dying in this weird hole in the ground. It gets pulled in. So you go back, you have to go tell your mother. When you go to talk to your mom, your mom's like, you're not supposed to be here. Mer. Yeah, but dad, but my dog died. Your mom's like, cool. Get out of here. <laughs> like, basically. And uh, come to find out, your little brother is very sick. And you do not know what he's sick with. Um, you have like seen him twice in your entire life or something like that. Um, and your mom is constantly in her study trying to work on potions to make him better. So while family you're, dynamic for sure. Very, very strange. Very strange. Um, so all of a sudden you start hearing shouting and stuff outside. Your mom's like, stay here, protect your brother at no matter the cost. And she goes outside. She also tells you, don't look out the fucking window. She doesn't say fuck, but she's like, don't look out the window. Amicia's like, okay. So what does Amicia do? She goes and looks out the window, right? Of course, uh, that's what we do. Wouldn't. <laughs> And uh, you get to see this really cool dude in some armor that I wish I had in Skyrim come up. And he hops off the sword and he's like, where's the boy? And your dad's like not giving up any information. So he gets his fucking shit fucked all up. He, the dude takes this. I assume he cuts his head off or he might have just slashed his throat because it cuts away to Amicia's face. Yeah. Of watch, watching her dad get fucking murked. It was very much season one Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could see that. And from there, that's where basically the stealth comes in. You have to like get your little brother, you get introduced to him, and then you have to make your way out of the house. And yeah, I mean, and then the rest of the game is basically just like you have to protect your little brother at all costs. Um, you watch your mom get fucked up, but you guys end up getting away. She holds them off. Yeah. Uh, and you're trying to find Laurentius, who is the scientist. But then you end up finding that motherfucker, and he's all sick and dying. <laughs> and his l- little like, 12 year old protege is there and he's like I'll help you so you end up taking him instead leaving the old man and then that fucking building blows up and burns down so <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ yeah, it gets pretty wild things that happen in there but like one of the ones that I watched that really stuck with me was when they were at the church and like that was oh. the, the first main scene with the rats and everything where the mom oh. yeah where the father yeah. like was trying to find the um I guess whatever's under a father, a brother or something. Yeah. The, they were, I think they were monks. So he was looking for like brother, whatever the hell yeah. they go down to the basement and like they can't find him or whatever. And you end up finding him and he's been eaten by rats. Yeah. And that's after you watch that motherfucker get eaten alive by rats right in front of you. Yeah. Cause it's like, that's where you start using the mechanics with the lights and stuff. It was it really stuck to me. It was the part where they got out of the thing and they had to walk through the rats den kind of area. Oh, Gosh, yeah, it's yeah a, dude. It's like that when I saw like all that, and like especially at the, at the very beginning of the game as well, where like you were chasing a boar when you were hunting because you hit it with your slingshot and it that's didn't right. die. And uh, this, uh, and like you start chasing because the dog starts running after it, and then like you see the boar and it's been completely destroyed too. And then that's when your dog falls in the hole and gets pulled in and killed by all those rats essentially. 
And like even like from that early on in the game, I was getting the feeling that there was some kind of supernatural element involved because that is way too many rats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, spoilers, spoilers. Uh, to skip ahead a little bit because like uh, the, the middle of this game is a lot of more of the same. You know what I mean? There's big impactful moments, but a lot of it is just stealth and doing the, uh, the, the puzzles stuff. with the rats and stuff. Yeah. Um, but spoilers. Uh, Whatever's wrong with your little brother, I don't remember the name of it, uh, unfortunately, uh, basically gives him the ability to control the rats. And the Inquisition want that power. Um, so they end up like kidnapping your brother, and I think they take some of his blood and inject it into the Grand Inquisitor, who's like this big Pope-looking guy. I say big, he's a decrepit old man. But uh, And <laughs> the final fucking battle, like you, it ends up, your mom is okay. Um, so you end up like Hugo ends up like getting into a situation where he has to save her from these guards that are trying to kill her. So he ends up controlling the rats and making them go over to the guards and eat them. And then at this point I skipped ahead a little bit because it was coming up on recording time and I was like, all right, let me see what this last boss fight's about because I did, I messaged Mike about this shout out to Mike. And I was like, is this game, is this entire game a, uh, escort mission? And he's like, kind of. Kind of, but there's some other mechanics in it that are pretty cool. He goes, last boss fight's a little weird, though. <laughs> so I had to see what it was, right? So, yeah, I didn't get to see this, so I'm excited <laughs> to hear you describe it. it. From what I saw, I only saw a few, like, like 30 seconds of it before I hopped on in here. So basically, it's a fight where Hugo can control the rats, and the Inquisitor can control the white rats. So it's black rats versus white rats, and the big white rats, like, I'm looking, and there's a ton of white rats, and they become this big tower and then he slams them down like a tentacle and stuff so you're just like having a rat battle <laughs> epic rat battles of history <laughs> an, an epic rat battle of history <laughs> it it almost seemed like like almost like an rts situation in a way but not really like i don't know there was still puzzle stuff going on but it was just very like not what i was expecting to see as the last battle Especially since the first big battle of the game is against some dude in this big-ass armor with a big fucking mace. Yeah, so basically it was a completely different mechanic than anything you'd seen in the game before. Because, like, other than, like, pushing away the rats with the light and then using the slingshot or stealthing, this was, like, something completely different that wasn't used anywhere else for the final boss? Or do you think this was something that might have been used in later um, chapters, too? It was... Yeah, there were a couple different later chapters where I think once Hugo finds out that he can do that, where you have to take control of him... And there are sections where you have to control the rats to move them and stuff. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, the last boss fight was just very strange. <laughs> very strange to me. Also, I looked um, it up. The disease was Prima Macula. Prima Macula, that's right. And who knows if I pronounce that right? Sorry, I do not speak French. <laughs> uh, the the scene where like uh, Amicia is watching from like up on the top and uh, the Grand Inquisitor is having this conversation with this blacksmith's son. He's like talking about the suffering he's had and the guy comes up and injects his right arm with some shit that makes him start like twitching and he says, hurry, the other one. And he injects, uh, I think it was the prima macula or whatever, into his left arm and then he's okay again. So it's like he needs a supply of those to be able to keep the control of the, the rats but also be held. I don't know. It was just, it was weird. It kind of got convoluted a little bit. Yeah, cause I think it's also something like he had plans of like basically controlling Europe or whatever. Yeah, he was going to use the the rats and the plague to gain just he the high inquisitor. Like he's just fucking ruled everything. Yeah, it seemed like a Fuck very that. Doctor Evil motivation. 
One million rats. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But uh, overall, I don't know. I like I, like we were talking about. I I much enjoyed watching this. Uh, and you said something that was profound in the chat when you were like, "Yeah, go ahead." I think I know what you're talking about. Like it's when I said like this game felt less like a game to me. I feel like the way it was written and all that, it would have served it better to have been like an HBO limited series or a Netflix special, you know, than a video yeah. game. Cause I feel like this person whoever wrote the story did a good job. I felt like the story would be a great book, great limited series. Yeah. Like I said, but I just don't think the format worked with the story. And I just don't think the gameplay was compelling enough to justify it being a video game. But I think this story was worth telling in some medium. And going back to what I talked about on the Patreon section, this would have been a cool story to do like Until Dawn or the Dark Pictures Anthology where it's like interactive movies where like as you're going through, you make choices that change your outcome. Yeah. Um, I think that would have been another really cool avenue for this. Um, I, you know, I will probably watch somebody play the second one. I agree with that. I think I yeah. wouldn't mind watching the second one either. I don't think I'd play it, um, but I wouldn't mind watching it. Yeah, to see like where it goes from here type thing. It'd be cool. So uh, I did say that I had two parts to the O-dubs. Yes, you did. And What's the second part? The second part is Asobo Studio. So it sounded familiar to me. It's a French video game developer based in Bordeaux, and it was founded in 2002. Um, they're most known for developing several adaptations of Pixar movies. Huh. Huh. So the different games they've done that jumped out to me was like Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties, <laughs> right? Ratatouille, and Wally. Uh, they did Fuel. They did Up. They did Toy Story Three. Um, Kinetic Rush, a Disney Pixar adventure. In 2014, they did The Crew, which is a racing game, um, and they did Monopoly Plus. Uh, in 2017, they did one that I actually I have this game on my computer is Disneyland Adventures. Okay. Um, they did that one. They did Zoo Tycoon Ultimate Animal Collection, uh, The Crew Two, and then their most recent games were in 2019. They did a Plague Tale Innocence. In 2020, they did Microsoft Flight Simulator. That's where I recognized it from. Okay. Okay. Was was Microsoft Flight Simulator? I was like, really? Interesting. Really. <laughs> and then their next game. Uh, Coming up is a Plague Tale Requiem. But yeah, I was just like, the flight simulator people did this game? That's, wow. Yeah, it's a little wild. (laughs) Right? Um, So what did you think of, like, the um, graphics in this game? Oh, man. I thought they were pretty crisp, dude. Did you? I think it it looked pretty good. There were some things that, like, I could tell it wasn't a AAA game, you know? But for a smaller development studio, I thought it looked pretty damn good. And... And the rats, like, themselves, I thought that, that was pretty impressive how many they could fit on the screen at once. Yeah, I'll say that the rats were good, but I had a lot of problems with the graphic style of this game, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, really? In the very beginning of the game, where they're showing birds flying, I don't know if you noticed how poorly animated those birds were. No, I sure didn't. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't good. Like, And I was just like, what are they doing here? And then I thought the character models weren't my favorite either. I don't think they were very pleasant to look at. (laughs) And they were very stiff. The movement in that game was super stiff. Yeah, I'll give you that. It was very, like, stiffish type movement for sure. Yeah. So those are the problems that I had with the um, graphics and visuals of the game. But 
you didn't feel that way. That's cool too. I was just, but like, I like you said, I like the rats and stuff. Um, the scenery looked okay. It didn't look bad, but it didn't. It wasn't outstanding either. Yeah, a lot of places were very dark, but I know that had a lot to do with the game. You know, being that the rats come out in the dark. Yeah, but they did a good job in making some of the scenes very harrowing. Like I said, like going through that that part where all those dead animals are stacked up around you, or the the body, or the field of bodies, like. That they did a really good job of setting the tone and atmosphere for those. Like, and I think the music was pretty well done in this game, as far as um, the different, like where they used it and how they used it. it yeah, the music good. was atmospheric, which I thought was done well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I would recommend this to people if they're really into stealth stealth games. Um. But my big recommendation to people is if this sounds interesting to you, um, go find a commentary free. Yes walkthrough because there are plenty of points in this game where a streamer would just be like ah ah and doing all kinds of like shout like you know how they do on youtube like those fucking let's players so get you a commentary free one um and just enjoy the story because i do think that it's a story worth being enjoyed yeah i agree with that it just i didn't think the gameplay was worth playing but i do think that the story was worth telling which is an interesting place for a video game to be in my opinion Right, <laughs> you know, uh, talking about uh, stiff character models. I think that there's going to be another game that we get to that you're probably going to have the same feelings that I did about the character models, which is just something about them looks off. Uh-huh. And that is uh, Edge of Eternity, okay, which is a, a JRPG game, and I believe that that was made by a French developer as well. Um, so I guess it wouldn't be a JRPG; it's a JRP style game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> an FRPG. Um, an FRPG. <laughs> A fucking righteous playable game, <laughs> don't you know? Where did yeah. it, uh, that is not Fr- French, Dalton. Don't you it's know? It's ca- not French. French Canadian, bud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Fuck, fuck around, find out. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you're on about. <laughs> uh, shout out to Polsh. Yeah, shout out to Polsh. <laughs> Can- Canadian me. <laughs> oh man. Well, dude, if I had to give this game a rating. I think like I want to give it two for gameplay. I give it like a six point five seven out of ten rats, but for story, I give it like an eight point five nine, it's like up like more up there. So it's weird because I have to split this into two. Like, yeah, and I was thinking about that a lot as well. Like because I think that the story, I was gonna give the story like an eight, but the gameplay like a four. So I was gonna yeah. split the difference like and kind of give this game. Essentially, a six rats out of ten inquisitors. Okay, yeah. If I were to split the difference between mine, I'd probably get like a seven, seven point five. Yeah, and I hate doing that because I thought the story was good, but I think the gameplay just dragged it down that far for me that I think it's yeah. fair to give it a six. But the story, it's like it's like an eight. So it's a really weird position for, like I said, for a video game to be in, where like the story is actually good, but the gameplay just makes you not want to go back to it. Find a YouTube. That has no commentary. Agree completely with Dalton. Worth watching yeah. the story if you sound like you're, if it sounds like something you'd be into at all. Try playing it if you want to. You might like that kind of game, but it just wasn't yep. for me. I was gonna say, and you might be listening to this, being like, "Well, that game was fucking awesome. You guys are dumb. That's okay. Like everybody's gonna have their different opinions about it, but like, yeah, just it wasn't for us. Uh, gameplay wise. Um, that being said, uh, let's see what else did I want to touch on this. Oh, so. 
we have been discussing behind the scenes that uh, uh this makes it sound like we're gonna like end the show i just started out no it's nothing like that <laughs> um but we are going to uh switch it up a bit on the way we've been doing things to try to um get some more games in that like and, and we mean i need no offense by this but like games that we want to play more um so i think the way we're gonna do it and like think of a month now this might not exactly work out to these numbers but just think of a month right the first week of the month will be a host pick the second week will be a host pick third week will be a host pick fourth week will be the listener picked game um that way we're kind of because there's a lot of games that come up on the list and then in polls and stuff that like i know i really want to fucking play them but they stand no chance against some of the other games that come up yeah absolutely it just gives us more more agency of what we're doing with the show as well because like it'll be a lot easier for us to put together a really good show about games that we're really excited to play rather than if say we get, I don't know, Blair Witch two, because y'all decided to be a punk one week. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not to say that on the audience picked week, y'all can throw whatever the fuck you want at us. So like, if you want to punish us for the three games we've made you sit through (laughs) before you get your choice, you know, whatever. But, um, and also the short game poll is not going to change. Like whenever we pull, like one of us decides to do a long game or, if, you know, the audience choice episode is a long game, short poll is going to stay the same. That'll be every other week during a long game. Y'all get to pick those. That's not going to change. But for the normal week to week thing, we're going to kind of do it a little differently. Now, that's starting after next week, because I believe we said next week we're just going to knock out Midnight Mysteries, Haunted Houdini. And so that way we can get a new short poll up. Or I think there's already a new short pull up that's been so that game's been sitting there a while. We need to do that one. Yeah, so. we need to do that one next. <laughs> and that'll be a fun little experiment for us because it's a different kind of game than I think we've done at all on this show before because it's kind of like a hidden objects game. Yeah, and and we uh, we found out because me and Nate did a little uh, key buying extravaganza again yeah. the other <laughs> the other night, and uh, we got a bunch of those types of games. They have the coolest names. They, they really do. It's unfair how cool some of the names of these games are. Like, it doesn't make sense to me, like, how a game that's just something like that can have a name. Like, and I'm trying to find a good example of one from Steam Keys that I just pulled the other day. Um, I can give you one real quick. Yeah, throw one out me, at me, and I'll throw another one out at you once I find one. Endless Fables, The Minotaur's Curse. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Or how about... Lost Grimoires 2, The Shard of Mystery. Yeah, they sound like these epic fantasy novels and they're hidden object games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and I saw, I actually kind of want to play it. I really do, because I kind of want to see, like, it's not a game type of game I've ever played before, so maybe I actually really like the style of game. We'll find out, right? right? <laughs> and and even the one we got, like, Midnight Mysteries, Haunted Houdini. It's like, ooh. It's a cool name. be some... There's going to be some trickery involved in this. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck? So yeah, that's, that's what we're going to do next week. And then after that, I believe will be my, my choice. If we're going by what we had already set up or we might redo that. I don't fucking know. We'll figure it out. But, uh, we're going to be a lot always, more loose with it because we can, you know? Like, yeah, so if we decide yeah. that, say I want to play like an epically long RPG one month, like say Dragon Quest 12 comes out, I'm forcing them to play it immediately. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> And that way we'll be doing short games, but then I'm not going to get a pick for a minute. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll be more fluid and I think it'll just, uh, lead to less, uh, episodes where we just have to like shit all over a game. <laughs> yeah. Cause unfortunately, um, we, even though one 
I, I don't know. We say that, but then the host pick last week, I didn't exactly give a good score either. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. But, you know, live and learn. We got to, like, pick those to... We got to play them to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I believe that about does it. So let's get into some house cleaning. Uh, if you would, kindly. Uh, would you kindly go to iTunes or Spotify, uh, find our show, The Steam Machine Podcast, leave us a five-star review. That helps us out a ton uh, in the algorithm and all of that jazz. Um, if you would like to come join our Discord so you can vote on the episode, uh, which you'll be moving to once a month, but still, if you want to come vote, join in on the conversations. Uh, if you want to come tell me that you'd like to join our little fantasy league that I'm trying to set up, by all means, go to bit.ly slash TSMP Discord all capital letters that'll give you an invite link boom you can join come say hello to everybody we're all nice we don't bite unless you ask um and going from there i'd like to give a shout out to the patreon which is patreon.com slash the steam machine podcast uh all of my patrons super duper love you guys um you help out tremendously with a special shout out to nate Cogsworth, the seventh of juniper the original expendable old jeffy lube himself and aries adam Shout out to his podcast, Revival and Extinction. Um, other than that, uh, you want to get a cool shirt with uh, Steamy? You want to get a shirt with Steamy on it? That's one of the most recent logos I put up on there. Uh, you go to tsmpproductions.threadless.com. Snag you a shirt. Or you can even get like Steamy shoes, Steamy underwear, whatever you want. Um, and I think I have some album covers up there for sale too for shirts. And if you enjoy the show music and you like to listen to it and it tickles your fancy and you want to be like i wish these were longer well there are longer versions and they're on my albums that you can find at nilethenightmare.bandcamp.com whoo okay nate your turn <laughs> yeah guys follow me on twitch tiktok and twitter at turtle bear man i'm just doing my retro games nonsense recently started speed running super mario 2 got a new um Got a personal best in that, so I'm currently 196th best Super Mario Brothers 2 player in the world. <laughs> now, Mario 2, that's the one that's Doki Doki Panic, Yes, but it's... Okay. Yep. Cool, man. I I was like, I saw you pop up. I, I opened my phone the other day when I woke up, and I was like, oh, Nate's streaming. Oh, he started streaming three hours ago. Yeah, he's probably done. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you like stupid stuff like retro games and me being bad or good at video games depending on the day just come give me a follow on twitch It'd be much appreciated for sure for sure uh twitch twitter and tiktok all the same thing correct i think you already said yeah, that, yeah i, I just want to make sure yeah <laughs> okay i just, just wanted to make sure just wanted to make sure uh yeah then i believe that's gonna about do it for this week man uh next week could be interesting i'm uh, i'm actually looking forward to seeing uh seeing how this goes <laughs> hell yeah with the hidden objects. But uh, I think that's about all for this week's episode of the Steam Machine Podcast for the Turtle Bear Man. My name is Dalton, and as always, guys, rats! Oh, 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 oh.